Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another lecture of Fallen Wisdom. This is the most important podcast that you could ever listen to. Why? Because I am going to tell you how you can live young forever. Live young forever. Now many say they don't want to live forever. But they would take the choice, wouldn't they? The choice is worth so much more than gold. And you have that choice. And it's just as a matter of controlling the monster, the creature that you have been married to, that you have been implanted into. Controlling that beast so that it can become the enlightened being that your soul already is. You want to bring the beast along. And that's what this whole project is. That's why they put you here. That's why you can think of the infinite, but your body only knows the finite. That's the essential contradiction. And that's something that can be fixed. There are seeds of the immortality in the sexual function. And there's an element of death in the sexual function too. The knowledge of death, the idea that death is coming makes the sexual pleasure even more cherished and therefore exonerated and raised up high. If there were not the specter of death, I don't think maybe sex would be as exciting and therefore not as generating itself of its own immortal energy. There's things that we've had to defeat psychically, that our deaths were meant to, to to accomplish that. But we don't need to die anymore. We've come to a point where we can all live forever and settle this vast universe of planets. This is the seed For those of us who live in the super future and we've seen all the different inhabited planets and how they all have their different jungles and different animals and some are quite magical, including the original one, this one, none more magical than the Earth. And yet here we are, looking past it, Worried about our lives, our little, tiny, short, brutish lives. For what? It all amounts to nothing if you just shrivel up and die, right? No matter how much money you get, how much fun you have, how many parties you go to, if you just become an old, frail skeleton... Why should it matter? Why does anything matter under those conditions? 
It's just the fleeting time that matters, makes everything so important. I want to have fun. I want to live my life. I want to savor these moments. And yes, those are good things, but why? Everything is under the microscope of, well, we're dying, we're expiring. Once you get into that mindset, it creates its own stress level, which kills you. If you could just see how stupid it is for you to die at all, for you to age at all. It's just pure stupidity. And believe me, it's a disease in and of itself. People aren't the problem. Your attitude about the world and about where we are and about your happiness level is what's important. You have a responsibility to become happy in this world. And if you don't do it, then you're actually a bad person. doesn't matter if you're like, do everything right according to all the rules of morality. It doesn't matter. You were wrong. Because why? You're walking around unhappy. Now, it's easier said than done. And some of us, most of us, cannot control that. But... One of the greatest tools is to understand how immoral it is to let yourself get into that state. And if you have to do drugs to get out of it, that's even better. That's fine. Do not let yourself get into a bad mood. It's poison. That's the poison that I'm pointing out here that people are overlooking. You can eat the healthiest diet, and if you let yourself stay in a bad mood, you will be poisoned by that very healthy diet. The bad attitude kills all cells. You have to learn to find, like you're here to find the the oxygen, that's here for you to breathe. You're here to take it in and thank every last breath for what it gave you. The power to keep going and just living in this virtual reality. And and having a kind of unlimited possibilities here. You each each breath. And then of course The bliss comes then. I mean, it comes, it comes from understanding that and always remembering that no matter what enters your head, no matter what hear, fears, no matter what things that you are upset about from the past, you are losing the bliss of the moment in thought. And thought comes when you're not being disciplined about what's in your mind and what's not. Your mind is a sketch pad. 
if there's nothing really good to write onto it, don't just doodle on it. Don't just scribble and make marks and shit that you're just going to throw away. Do a piece of art on it. Do something dramatic with it. Do something, make it art. Or make it the the prototype of something artistic. Never doodle. And what I'm talking about is your brain. Your brain is constantly doodling. And to a certain extent, you can't stop it. But there's a lot of it you can. A lot of it that's really churning poison into your cells. With every, with every fearful thought, which inevitably comes up when your mind is not silenced. Each time it comes up, it damages you. Is that really worth it? It seems like it is. It seems like to the conscientious, the constant fearing of a certain outcome is the great motivator. And I suppose it is to a certain extent. But you only need to understand it once. You don't need to relive it 50 million times to feel the importance of it. In fact, doing that takes away from your ability to do anything. It deteriorates your very mind. Fear is one of the worst deleters of mental capacity. One of the best deleters, really. Fear is just, that's, you want to talk about why people are stupid? is because they're very scared. The more scared you are, the dumber you are. Simple as that. You want to become really intelligent? Stop being scared. Stop letting yourself get scared more than one time about one thing. Once you've gotten scared about something, there's no need to be scared by it again. And you can remind yourself that. You can say, hey, I was scared of that before. I know it's something. I don't need to be scared of it again. I don't need to feel the fear again. I don't. I need to just do something about it, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. But feeling the fear, that's not going to help me. So no. Those kind of conversations are important to have in your head. Because if your head is taking control of you, shallow, shallow life, short life, frustrated life, in all this beauty... You're walking around in a fucking paradise and you don't see it. And that is essentially what happened in the Garden of Eden. You had Adam and Eve starting to feel a thing called shame. What is shame? Shame is the reenactment of something that you're not proud of in your mind. And, and the feeling that it gives you, which is negative, which is cringy, which is poisonous. Shame is poison. And sometimes, whether it's justified or not, 
It certainly is justified in certain instances, but it only needs to be experienced more than doesn't need to be experienced more than once. And that should teach you all you need to know about it. And you don't need to go through it again. That's the same for past experiences of all of all negative kinds. They're with you. There's no need to revisit them. There's no need to think about them again. They will be remembered just like the hot fire on the stove. When you get burned by them, they burn a memory into you and you never need to revisit it because it's there. It's in your catalog of important things to remember. So you don't need to re-experience the pain and you don't need to re-experience the fear and the, 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 the mental state that accompanies those things. That's, that's what trauma is. And trauma, generally speaking, is the inability to not react, um, not reenact the entire episode almost mentally. If you can escape from a very intense negative situation without doing that, you've escaped with minimal trauma. But trauma has one vehicle, the main vehicle, and it's aimless thinking. It's the pipeline into which trauma inserts itself and allows it to take over your mind. So you close that. You close that by just being very diligent about breathing. And with each breath, asking your mind, what is it thinking about and and is it intentional or not? If it's intentional, then continue. But if it's aimless, if it's just fleeting thoughts, fleeting fears, then we need to do something. Things ha- Steps have to be taken mentally. If you are to save yourself and you want to last a long, 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 and I mean long time, do you want to settle this solar system here? Or do you want to just be one of the many dead ancestors that people speak of? There's a certain honor in that, too. Not that you have any choice, because as I've said a lot in these lectures, you can't die. Every time you think you're about to die, guess what? You wake up. You're back here. Back here. Yeah. You'll be older. You'll be decrepit coming back here until you get off your ass, get back in shape, and nurse yourself backward, aged. Can be done, will be done by you. Sooner rather than later, man. And it's easier to do it if you stay young than if you let yourself get super old and decrepit and then come back. Super. So much better. Just just stay young. I'm giving you some very high-level instruction on this. It looks simple, but it's much more complicated than you might think. 
to be able to maintain a clear mind requires tremendous discipline and the understanding that you why you know maybe you need a purpose for which you are doing this do you want to save the world do you want to save this planet you can only get there through one thing the way of the buddha the way of the enlightened man is the only way to save all the other men get control of your mind and you get control of this entire universe and you can do with it what you want the universe will never let it be itself be controlled by a chaotic mind that can't even control itself in fact the universe will find a way to blurt out that mind doesn't want to join with it in fact is it's his enemy it's her enemy i should say so let's face it if you're a man heterosexual man god is a woman a beautiful young luscious woman who just wants to be impressed who wants to look at you and be like wow I'd love to date you. Are you giving off that vibe? If you're, similarly, if you're a heterosexual woman, God is a man. It's a very eligible bachelor. He is also asking the question, would I want to date this woman? And But it shouldn't even be like a question. It should be like, yes, of course. And only then do you start to get the favors you want from God. I mean, if you were just to pray to a lover, if you just took this out of the metaphor here, and you were to pray to a lover for the things you wanted, you wouldn't get really good response. So why should you get the same from God? God needs to be seduced by you, by your, your coolness. It's just like it's just like any other date that you would be on. If you're on a date with somebody and you just pray to them in front of them, they'll just laugh at you. And I think that's what God mostly is doing to people who pray to him. They're praying to him like he's retarded. They're praying to him like he needs his ego stroked. They're praying to him in this lofty manner like they call them Lord, which is essentially what people would call their the person above them in the feudal society. Landlord. And then the person above the landlord is the Lord. And then the real Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Or like whatever. In that model, in that model of thinking, you're basically the poor vassal of God. And actually, you're an improvement on God because you're God implanted into a physical being. 
That's an upgrade. God does not have physicality, so you have an attribute that God does not have. Granted, it makes you more limited. Does it? Can you achieve your Godhead, your God powers in this limited body? Of course you can. Of course you can. But not without spiritualizing and taking this body with you. That's the price. Because you could always leave this body and return to the God world, return to the God realm, the non-physical God realm. You could do that. Eventually they're going to send you back down for another try. And that's what so-called heaven is. This is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom.